all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Body of Christ Real Talk. Hola a todos. Bienvenidos a una verdadera charla sobre el cuerpo de Cristo. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, Pee-wee, my fiancé, Princess Nemo Fool. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Body of Christ Real Talk. What's the going to what what's the real talk topic is going to be today? Diet, diet, losing weight, getting in good health. That's going to be the continuation or a piggyback of what I've been hitting on for the last few podcasts. Before we get started, I'd like to say hello to everyone. Hello to all my listeners, not only in the USFA, but around the world. Hello and welcome to Body of Christ Real Talk, the real diet. What is the real human diet? Very important question. What is the real human diet? Is it the USDA, uh, United States government recommended diet? Is that the real diet? Hmm, something to think about, you know, because America is so obese and such in bad health. How come this low-fat, high-carb diet is not working? How could a recommended diet the best diet for us today, especially here in America, be the diet, the true human diet. Think about that. Now, I'm not going to get into a long analogy and over analytical like I can get. Sometimes you all know that I'm going to get I'm going to let you hear a Christian perspective of doing this all meat diet. Now, the all meat diet I'm talking about is the diet that I'm doing called the carnivore diet. That means a uh, an animal or a person that eats all meat. And before I get started, the reason I'm going to look at it, look at it in a Christian, a believer's perspective, mm-hmm. because the majority of scientists, they mean very well, that's on either a keto or mainly the carnivore diet or the lion diet, when they break down why eating meat is best for us today, they look at it in a evolutionary way of looking at things and that bothers me too much (laughs) I'm just sorry and because I don't believe in evolution I don't think evolution was ever existed I don't believe we was around 50 60 10 20 30 million years no 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 they can never prove that you could you could quadruple prove creation over uh, the analyses of evolution, times, and dates, and everything. That's why I have an issue with dates and times. Okay, so when they uh talk about why meat eating is the best nutritional way for the human diet, they call it. They have to give they give it an evolution perspective, and. That seemed like just a disrespect of creation to me. And I know they mean well, whatever like that, but 
you know, they might, I don't think they mean it for a bad reason, but I'm not, I'm not in their head. I don't either, but I believe most scientists just believe in an evolution way of coming up with scientific terms, even though they can't prove the data or all that stuff. They use numbers, they use this, they use that, and they use all kind of uh, numbers. They just throw it out there. And you want to aggravate me, start doing that. Because I understand the scientific and the mechanism of eating a, 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 a highly high-protein, low-carb diet. You do not have to break it down 50,000 all the way up to a million years ago to prove that to me because I know it works. See, why not just even if you want to go to a sense of just even give creation respect, you know, but when you go past a creator and then since you don't believe, you may not believe there is a creator, it's easy for you to just make up any type of dates and times and involve. That's what they call it, involve. And I brought this up before. So what I want to do now, because I'm not going to dwell on that a long time, I want you to hear a Christian uh, Christian's perspective from this young lady. I don't know nothing about her, but I, I was just browsing the YouTube and said, man, I just want to hear Christian perspective. They don't have to break down proving that God told us we need to eat meat. Just keep it simple and give it your perspective. Don't try to prove it, but give it your, your a Christian perspective why you believe we, the, uh, the main dish for us today is eating meat. Not prove it, but just give an example in the Bible. The reason I say that, because we have to be very careful when we say God told us or God said we are here to eat meat only because many vegetarian, even vegetarian and vegan Christians will go from the beginning because everybody was vegetarians from the beginning, blah, 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 blah. But before I go any further than that, I mean, go any further, I'm going to let you listen to this young lady and I'm going to, I listen to some of it, but I didn't go all the way through. I don't know if I'm going through the whole thing, but just bear with me and let's look at it at, and you heard the evolution type of way, you know, the little bit that I played, let's look at it in a Christian perspective and her Christian perspective, not mine, and her Christian perspective about this meat eating diet. Okay, here we go. We have a few commercials and everything right there, so bear with me with the commercials. Okay. Hey friends, I'm glad you guys are here to hang out with us today. We love sharing all things homey from an eternal, heavenly-minded perspective. And so homemaking, homeschooling, home discipleship, homesteading, you name it, that's what we love talking about here. And something that I've mentioned here lately is just about our family's way of eating. And um, that raises a lot of questions that I think people have. And I think that's wonderful. I think it's wonderful to have a place that we can have open, honest discussions. And so so I am not claiming to be a doctor or a dietitian or a theological expert, okay? That's not what we're doing here. But if you were here hanging out with me and we were chit-chatting and having a glass of fresh lemonade and talking about stuff as friends, as sisters in Christ, these would be the things we would sit down and the conversations we would have and things like that. So that's what this is all about. As I'm talking, if you guys... Now, before I go any further, I think she, she her Christian uh, YouTube is mostly... Uh, uh, geared towards women, which is not a bad thing, but I'm not talking about that. I know oh, she might be geared towards women and her perspective, but I, what I want you to hear, and I'm going to find a few more and everything like this, uh, men as well, her reason 
for eating all meat and her reason for choosing the carnivore or the all meat diet I like to uh, talk about or the high protein low carb diet so I want to get that out there so let me just speed up a little bit move up and get past that and try to go a little further so we can get through this okay here we go sorry for the interruption if you want more details on that you can but essentially what happened that kind of in a nutshell is We've been struggling with some various health things for a while. I would like to say that I'm a very health conscious person. Um, I'm really big into knowing what's in our food, eating real food, not having a bunch of sugars and excesses and things like that in our diet. Um, we had ran into a few health related issues. My husband had emergency gallbladder surgery, was in the hospital for a while. Uh, my husband deals with chronic kidney stones, just had massive surgery um, this past year. Um, various odds and ends. My hormones were completely out of whack. My youngest child nursed for almost three years. And by the time she was done, my body was kind of just a mess. I was gaining weight like crazy. I couldn't seem to get it under control no matter how plant-based my diet was and how clean and da-da-da, all the things I was doing. I just kept gaining and gaining. Um, I have PCOS and endometriosis that were just out of control. The pain and swelling and just irregular um, things and all of that going on was just because coming so awful. It was really affecting my life in many different ways. And um, we looked at different things. We've got a lot of ADHD going on in our house. We have things with our kids that while they are completely healthy, wonderful children, there are things that I knew the, the food and the things going into their body just weren't fueling them in the way that I know they need. And so all of that came down to my husband suggested this carnivore diet. And I told him he was crazy. It was the dumbest thing I had ever heard of in my entire life. No way, no how was that a good decision. That's what I told him. And he was like, I don't know. I'm watching a lot of these things and there's all these different people and blah, blah, blah. Like you might want to check it out. So I did because nothing else was working. I honestly was at the end of my rope and I was so frustrated with constantly being bloated, constantly being in pain, constantly having all of these, you know, just problems from irregular, you know, hormones and whatever. So I started studying into it, looking into it and was like, this makes sense. And a lot of things that I believed, right? A lot of these, these common myths, myths of, well, you're not going to get all your vitamins and minerals. You're going to get this. What about cholesterol, right? All these little things came in that you hear. And then you actually dig into the science behind it. And you're like, oh, I had no idea. I just was always told that and that's what I believed and whatever. And so we tried it. We said, okay, let's try it. And we went for, um, it was like two, three months of being strict carnivore, no fruits, no vegetables, no grains, literally only meat and animal products. We don't do a ton of dairy, but we did do some. It was like night and day. I started dropping weight like you wouldn't believe. Um, my bloating and pain and everything I had from my PCOS like practically disappeared. I was feeling better. I had more energy. Like I was feeling more just full and satisfied. All of these cravings and these things. Like I, I was blown away at the difference. And our whole family did it. And we saw results for all of us, from me and my husband all the way down to our youngest child, who was four at the time. We were amazed. 
And so now, you know, like I share, we, we I'll usually go for a couple months being really strict, and then I'll go for a couple months where we bring in some berries and, and certain whole foods that, you know, seem to work well for our bodies now that I've kind of been able to eliminate the things that I know bother my body. Um, my husband is much more sensitive. The moment he brings in any anything outside of a strict carnivore diet, he pays for it. And a lot of that has to do with no longer having his gallbladder, um, and some other health stuff. Okay, so basically what she's saying, she's strictly carnivore meat diet. Very seldom later on down the line, she's going to say that they eat vegetables and fruits like that. Now, what I'm not not doing is trying to recommend you or push you to do the all-meat diet like I'm doing. I'm just giving you an example how this way of eating changed and are changing many people's lives. And this is just one example. There's there's hundreds and hundreds of examples on a high protein, low carb diet and a carnivore diet. You know, and she was saying, see people is different strokes of different folks. She can add a few berries and stuff like that on her diet if she chooses. But her husband is more sensitive of weight gain because and also other comorbidities that he has. So I wanted you to understand that where she's going with that. Okay. So, you know, Every, even if you do a high protein diet, it's not going to be the same for everyone. I want you to understand, you got to understand your body and you got to understand what's sensitive to you. Some people can go on the high protein, all meat diet, and some people just cannot. So I want you to understand that. Okay. Thank you. We all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com holiday. For years, Minky Couture has been donating blankets to NICUs across the country. Owner Sandy Henry's grandson was born at 30 weeks, and she placed a mini blanket in her grandson's incubator. We want to help other NICU families with the Heart of Minky program. For every adult-sized blanket purchased, Minky Couture will donate a mini-sized blanket to NICUs across the nation. Thanks to you, we can fulfill our dream to blanket the world. He's dealing with, and so for him, we see a big difference if he gets off of being strict in carnivore eating. And so um, we've kind of found this, this great happy medium place for us. I've been able to share this with others and to hear their success and their results. And I think it's amazing. And then that kind of brings us into this, what about as a Christian though? As a Christian, can we eat a carnivore way of eating? As a Christian, how do we reconcile carnivore with the fact that in the beginning, God gave us all the plants to eat, like plants, seed-bearing plants, like this is for you to eat. But now I'm saying we don't eat any of those, we eat all meat. How do we reconcile this as Christians? So. That's the heart of what I want to get in today. Of course, if you have questions, you want to watch the other stuff, whatever, that's fine. Check out that playlist. Leave me comments. Totally cool. But now let's talk about how that intersects with our faith, being professing believers. All right. So let's start breaking this down from that biblical perspective, that Christian perspective. 
got some notes here, so we're going to go over them. I think it is very important that we remember that we are to be stewards. We are to be God's ambassadors, right? Ambassadors of Christ here on this earth. We are to be good stewards. And part of being good stewards, I believe absolutely goes hand in hand with being good stewards of our bodies. We know that we live in a fallen world. We know that our bodies are breaking down a little more each day. Like we understand these things. We understand that, that we live for an eternal body, a redeemed and renewed earth. Like we know that we understand that. But I also know that it's important for me to look after my health. There's a line here. There's being obsessed with it and thinking we can control it. And there's understanding that like, I live on a sinful fallen world and that means my body's decaying and sickness happens and pollutants exist and all of this. But there's this middle line of, I know and I understand and I'm not obsessed with it. It's not an idol for me, but I know that it's important to do the best with what I have to be healthy because I want to be able-bodied and ready to serve in whatever capacity that looks like with whatever the Lord puts in my path. And so if there's something I can do to try to help that, of course I want to be responsible and do that. Now, that doesn't mean that if you are struggling with chronic illness and disease and problems that you're just of no good to God, there's nothing you can do. No, we all deal with what we have and what we've been dealt to the best of our ability. And so if there are things that I can do to be a good steward of my body and my health, absolutely I want to do that to the glory of God. So is it important to consider the things of diet and health and nutrition? Yes, absolutely. Because we want to be good stewards of the body and the health and the the testimony that Christ has given us in the good and the bad. And so I think that's a, that's a really important thing to remember of why even talking about this bringing carnivore and Christianity together. Like, why is that important? Well, I think because we need to be good stewards, but that absolutely does make it important. So how do we reconcile the fact that in Genesis, Genesis 2, we see God going, here are all the plants that I give you. They are to be your food. Here you go. We, we were designed, obviously, to start off living off of a 100% vegan diet, Right. So how do we reconcile starting there and now getting to the point that I'm saying my body feels so much better, things are working better, I'm not hurting, right? All of this is coming from having no plant foods or very, very small amount of plant foods in my diet. I think there's a few things we need to consider here. One would be the conditions of life across the board from the Garden of Eden to even post-flood to now, vastly different. So if you're curious to dig into that more, Answers in Genesis is a wonderful resource to break down a lot of that. I think in this, we see a couple things. Number one, we see a world that was radically changed. The flood did a lot to the way that the atmosphere of the world. I mean, so many things were different after that. We see that kind of awkward space in scripture where after the flood, Noah gets really drunk and it's his cover him and he curses him. And it like that whole spot goes on that people are like, what on earth are we like talking about here? What's happening? And one reason for that is that Noah didn't necessarily know that 
that's what would happen. You, you didn't know that that's what the grapes necessarily would do potentially, right? It's kind of one of those, a lot of things change. And at the time of the flood, so from Genesis 2, we see plants, here you go. Genesis 9, we see you will now eat animals. Meat has come into the equation. And so we have this, you know, 2,000 year block in between though, that that wasn't the case. And so what I think is so interesting is to see that at the time of the flood, not only does God come in and say, now eat meat, kill the animals and eat them. They are to be for you for food. That something has changed. Something has happened. Now, this isn't that, you know, God didn't know what was going to happen. And now he's like, "Ah, I guess you can do this now we can see that we were designed to be able to eat meat from the beginning, right? This wasn't like a backup plan. God had to like slip in there real quick. There's many benefits to eating meat, many benefits. And um, I think as we see that, you know, in reconciling this, just because God told them in Genesis to eat the plants doesn't mean that that's where we're to be set. He, he wasn't talking necessarily to you and I. He was talking to Adam and Eve. Yes, the principles apply there of we have plants to use and to consume. And I believe used to heal. I believe that God gave us everything that we need to be able to help heal ourselves in this. I believe absolutely in homeopathy and natural living and, and all of that and always going for a natural alternative first. Um he also gave us minds to create other things and they can be used for many, you know, great purposes, but absolutely God gave us what we need to heal ourselves and take care of ourselves. And, um, so the plants are there. Yes. But obviously he wasn't talking to all people of all time to only eat plants because then in Genesis nine, he's telling Noah to eat animals. So obviously that wasn't like, you know, I have seen vegan and vegetarian people that, try to promote that as saying, see, this is all we're supposed to eat. And I was like, well, no, that's all that they were supposed to eat. And then we get to Genesis 9 and we see plants come in. So obviously that's not what he meant there. So obviously we see a difference pre-flood, post-flood. But I think where we're seeing so many people, maybe you've tried carnivore and you've seen this, or you're just seeing other people and you're going, how on earth are people healing so well and having these huge, like radical transformations off of just eating meat? If God gave us plants and told us to use the plants, how are they taking plants out of their diet and getting better? Like, how do we reconcile this, right? And yes, there's the difference, obviously, pre-flood, post-flood. There's a huge difference. Honestly, if we even just went to like 1900 to 2023, there is a huge difference in the quality of our food. And so many people who even eat lots of fruits and vegetables today are mineral and vitamin deficient because of our agricultural um, systems and farming and everything that we do today and how depleted our soils are. Um, there's many different studies that you can look into and, and just the raw facts that you can see that the fruits and vegetables and things that we have today are not as nutritionally dense as they used to be. And, and I'm talking even you look at like the 1900s, let alone going back to 
Noah's day, right? Like going back that far, I can't even imagine how much more nutrient dense food was then that could be grown versus what we have today. I think a lot of this goes into the fact of how modified our plant foods are today. Can you do things to meat to modify it? Yes. Um, some people put in hormones, they feed the animals, you know, cows are fed corn. Um, we see lots of different ways that that is kind of toyed with. And of course that's not ideal, that I'm not advocating for that, but you really can only modify that so much. I'm not talking about lab-grown meat, that's a whole different topic. You guys obviously don't eat lab-grown meat, that sounds like an awful idea. But for the basis of, of meat, there's really only so much modification that you can do in an animal to the steak that you get. Is there some? Yes. Is that something to be aware of and thoughtful in your consumption and all of that? Yes, please do. But there's really only so much you can do to change that. Now let's look at plant matter. Number one, a lot of the vegetables and stuff that we eat today aren't the vegetables and things that God created. We've crossbred and cross-done so many different things to create a whole, I mean, whole categories of foods. Now, you can do that, and I don't believe that that's like the most wrong thing in the whole wide world, but when it comes to finding, when you do a carnivore diet and you start noticing the foods that your body really is not tolerating, maybe you never know. Now, she uh, made a point there, and that's very important when we're trying to also compare things with the Bible. She made a very important point about the change. And she didn't mention dispensations, but different dispensations, which means just different times and the way, and the way God worked with people in different ages or different administrations. Now, what she said is very important. The vegetables in the beginning, when God created the plants and the fruits and stuff like that, most of those vegetables and fruits are really not the same that's out here today because every, a lot of reprocreation re and different things like this, just like they've done animals and stuff like that. You know, back they didn't have the dogs and poodles and stuff like that back then. You know, you know, most all dogs came from the wolf, of course. Everything else is almost somewhat pre-created, you know, different things like that, or breeded. So we must understand that when you try to make an example of someone when it comes to a vegetarian or a vegan or even a meat eater, we have to understand, see, that was pre-curse, pre-sin. That was, that was before sin. Everything was perfect vegetables, fruits, and everything before sin. That's very important to remember that before the fall of man, let me put it that way. Before sin, everything was perfect then. It was after the fall of man, things start getting corrupted and cursed, even until today, you know? So before then, even in the days of Noah, when she made that statement about knowing everything, things were still pretty good, pretty perfect, pretty good vegetables and everything. But they got vegetables today that they didn't have then. We 
all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday. For years, Minky Couture has been donating blankets to NICUs across the country. Owner Sandy Henry's grandson was born at 30 weeks, and she placed a mini blanket in her grandson's incubator. We want to help other NICU families with the Heart of Minky program. For every adult-sized blanket purchased, Minky Couture will donate a mini-sized blanket to NICUs across the nation. Thanks to you, we can fulfill our dream to blanket the world. They done things to vegetables today that those th- they did not exist then. Okay, so you must understand that. You must understand that. See, and a lot of us don't do that. Now that's that's the that's the honest way looking at it in the creation way. Not an evolution way, in a creation way. That's the way I would look at it. You cannot uh, make examples, and even in the Bible, why God done this and why God done that, because we always have to remember there's different administrations, those are different dispensations. And another important thing that she said that God wasn't talking to you and me when he was talking to Adam. Some ministers might preach that. No, God was talking to Adam and he was talking to Eve or whatever others type. Or no, he wasn't talking to me and you. Yes, he knew us. We would be thousands of years later because God is all known. He's omnipresent. He know the past, future, past, present, and future. But my point is God is not talking to everyone. At the same time in the Bible, past, present, and uh, uh, past, present, and future. So when he was talking to Noah, when he was talking to David and all of them, or talking to Adam, he was talking to them. So let's keep it in perspective. He was talking to Adam now when he said, you know, when he, when you go to Genesis two and compare it to Genesis nine, like she said, when they was allowed to eat meat, Noah then was allowed to eat meat. See. Genesis 2, God laid out uh, what they was allowed to eat, anything in the garden, plants and fruit, what they was allowed to eat, but they was not allowed to eat the fruit from those two trees, the tree of life and the tree of good and evil, or the tree of knowledge, remember? So that's why they say everybody was vegetarians then. There was no need for sacrifices of animals or eating meat then. Every animal was eating fruits and plants at that time, but there was a different dispensation. That does not mean because they was doing that then is for a vegetarian or us to do that today. You understand what I'm saying? That does not mean God wanted us to be set, like she said, and stay with that program of only eating vegetables. See, that was in that dispensation before the curse, before sin. See, we must respect God's time and the way God moves. We must, if we don't respect that, we won't get it. We make the whole Bible for us. And that's the problem with many, uh, many believers today. We have to be careful for that. You know, we don't only supposed to do that with fruits and eating. We do that in life. 
and salvation and the way God moved, which is called dispensations, you know. So that's like the dispensation of Adam and Eve, dispensation of creation in the beginning. It's not the same uh, as Noah time. That was a, that started another administration because of the curse. So after the curse, everything was cursed, even the plants, even uh, the fruits and stuff like that. Everything was cursed. Animals that start eating animals and man start eating animals. You understand what I'm saying? See, before, remember, even at that time, before Noah built the boat and he had to put the animals on the boat, they were still led by God. They were submitted to the, uh, the authority of man. But they was allowed. When God said that in Genesis 9, I'm going to read that later. I'm going to give her a little more time, but I'm going to just read that in Genesis 9 because I like to keep things in context and don't throw it out of proportion, you know. Um, now, you notice, and when I do read Genesis 9, I'm going to read it, uh, I'm going to quote it as the Bible says in the King James Version, okay? I'm going to quote it as the Bible says. And what I want you to always understand when you read how the Bible say things, you won't, you have to learn how to add things to it. See, what the Bible is not, will not be saying, but let me, let me talk about that later because I'm getting ahead of myself. I'm going to give her a little more time and then I'm going to just break it from there and I'm going to try not to keep this long, okay? So let me give her a little more time. Never noticed it before because you thought it was just a normal or even a healthy thing to eat. But then you take all that stuff out and you just slowly introduce one fruit or one vegetable at a time. And I am amazed to see certain vegetables that the moment I eat them, oh, I swell, I hurt, I don't feel good, I put weight back on, all of these things happen. And I'm like, oh my good gravy, like my body does not like that. And then it's interesting to see the ones that didn't actually exist on their own. It's because we've crossed and, you know, created all these different things that we even have that. So I think there's one part of this that we've kind of created and modified a lot of fruits and vegetables and things that weren't, we're not talking like raw creation, Garden of Eden, God made this. We're talking about this thing that we've kind of like, you know, brought it to be. Whereas eating a steak God made the cow. The cow provided the steak. It's that simple, right? I think that plays a part into it. Another part into this is we look at the chemicals and the treatments and the things that go into our modern produce today. Our soils are depleted. We are sprinkling the ground with all kinds of stuff to try to make growth occur. Things are sprayed down with so many chemicals, so many things. We have tweaked these seeds and these things to produce these frankenfruits, right? We want things to come out a certain size, a certain way, a certain color. And so we've done all of these weird, funky things to mess with that and make it be what we want it to be for the production that we want to have. Hello, love. And so I think... I got from the pool. You did. Are you enjoying the pool? Yes. Um, so I think we start looking at many of these different things and how we have <laughs> blown everybody goes very nice and how we have adjusted and changed things. So we're not just talking about raw, beautiful God's creation that as a carnivore Christian, 
Yeah. Uh, I li- I listen the Bible. Mm-hmm. The Bible class. Yeah, and we we prayed like two times. Yeah. So nice. It was so nice to get to pray in class. Yeah. Very nice. You wanna go drive and get dressed? <laughs> the innocent of little kids. Now she's over here trying to do a show, but she's so patient. This mother is so patient, which is beautiful. A lot of us are not, including myself. <laughs> I, I probably would have said, "Okay, I'm, I'm doing, a, I'm doing a show now. Come on back in the room." But she is so patient. That was a beautiful thing. I need to learn that she was so pretty, and the child was so. I read the Bible today, and the Bible. You see how she just said that. That tells you her mother and her parents teaching their child the word of God. That's that's beautiful. When a child knows they're on camera, they see a lot of that stuff. And uh, she did the child for to say, you know, she read the Bible and different things like that. And the mother was so patient. I was admi- I admired the patience of the mother, you know. At the same time, in the in the beauty of an innocent child, when they they just interrupt, but when they talk about the Bible like that, you know, and it's not staged, <laughs> you know, that tells you what they are learning in their home, not school, but what they are learning in that home, their home, and that's very important. I know it's I'm getting off the subject, but what she's done, she didn't edit that. See, she kept that, which is beautiful. Something you don't need to edit. If it's innocent like that, she did not even edit this YouTube. And this is a pre-made YouTube. It's not live. You know, she did not edit that. She kept it there. She probably kept it there for that reason, you know. And uh, she probably would have edited like she done earlier when somebody was coming through the door. You can tell it was edited because it shot up fast and everything like that, you know. And that was a beautiful thing. I just wanted to say that, see. And she's breaking down some very simple, basic things that I say myself, even when it comes to the gospel of salvation. We must learn to respect God changes, not that he changed, but in different administrations, he changed the way he does things, even the way you eat diets. You you understand what I'm saying? He changes things in a way, not that he changed, but he changed it to the tune of of different administrations. Why does he do that? Does that because of the corruption of men? Because the corruption of men, man is everywhere. They're like little children, wild, wild children. They just everywhere. So each administration, God changes where he does things. I'm not saying this is a hundred percent why, but my point is because God is always the same. But he changed he you he he uses different uh, times and ages and different administrations, or you may say dispensations, different ways and not the same. And as us being a believer, we must respect it. If we don't respect that, we will be, very, we will keep people and ourselves very confused about the Bible because we, we will make everything about us. I often say the whole Bible is to us, but the whole Bible is not for us. You understand? That's so true. So she was making some very simple, nothing extravagant, very simple points about eating. Since we talked about eating and different things like that, I really don't even have to go any further with her, you know, about what her her point is. And uh, because I want to shoot 
different testimonies of different people that's on a keto or on a carnivore diet. Now, you have different type of terms, different type of terms that people call certain diets. The carnivore, of course, is a meat eater. Then you got the omnivore, mostly the vegetarian eaters. Now you got an omnivore. I don't know. I guess that's both of them. I'm not sure about that. I got to look up on that. Maybe you know. Help me out. And so you can get all twisted and mixed up in those names. Now the difference between a, a Christian or creationist perspective when they break it down uh, compared to an evolutionist perspective, an uh, evolution perspective always seems to involve us as being animals ourselves. No, we're not animals. We are human. We are above animals. God created us above animals. That's the difference between that I see in the creationist perspective and the evolutionist perspective. So when you hear something about a diet, whether it's the keto, uh, whether it's the carnivore lion diet or, uh, you know, something like that, when they start getting into the evolution reasons and, and certain men, they start coming up with indigenous and different things like that, the way they ate, blah, 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 blah. They start getting into 50,000 to a million years ago. That's when you you're not, you're not losing me. That's when I cut you off right there because you don't have to go there. You don't have to make up years and years and years, uh, millions of years ago to that prove this why this diet of eating meat works. You don't have to go outside the realm and evolution type of definition to prove that this meat eating diet works, not only for weight loss, but for nutrition reasons and health reasons. And this has been proven. You don't have to go there. See, me, if I'm going to talk about uh, keto or carnivore, I don't have to go there. I'm just going to, I'm, I, I limit it to what, the 1800s or 1860 something when it was first talked about. I forgot the name. I'm going to do a little video on that later on down the line because I want to get to, I want to get to Christianity and obesity, you know, spiritual obesity. That's where I will go. See, I will go right there. 1800 and something. This is nothing new. This is not the new kid on the block. This diet right here. It's been known since the 1800s and maybe before then, but this, this doctor told this man about, you know, a certain way that, cause he was overweight the majority of his life and he went this way and everything like that with high protein and low carbs. So that's far as I go, I cannot prove millions and millions of years ago. I cannot prove that God said, okay, this is going to be the best nutritional diet is eating meat. I cannot prove that because the Bible is a great area on that. But God doesn't do things just to be doing it. He does it for a reason. That's all I can say. He does it for a reason. In Genesis 9, matter of fact, let me read Genesis 9 right now. Let me hold up one second. Uh, okay, Genesis 9. Now, this is the King James Bible. And Genesis 9 said, now this is what God told Noah or told them it was already to eat meat then. Verse 9 in Genesis, and God blessed Noah and his sons and said unto them, be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth. Make children and replenish the earth, etc. and stuff like that, okay? Most of you know what that means. 
verse 2, and the fear of you and the dread of you shall be upon every beast. That means we shall be over the beast. See, we're not animals. We are not beasts like evolutionists try to put us as animals and mammals. No. And the fear of you, that means they will be, you will have authority over the animals, over the beast. Beast mean every other living creature, the human will. And you shall be upon every beast of the earth and upon every fowl of the air. Now, fowl means every flying thing, birds and all that stuff. Fowl of the air upon all that moveth upon the earth and upon all the fishes of the sea. You know what that is. I don't have to explain that. And to your hand are they delivered. That means they shall, all this, all the animals, fish, fowl, and beast shall be submitted to man. See, not only knowing them. That's just men. That's for past, present, and future. For the uh, present at that time in the future. Three, every morning thing, every moving thing that liveth shall be meat for you. Let's read this again. Every moving thing that liveth shall be meat for you. He's talking about animals, okay? Even as the green herb have I given you all things. He's talking about the plants, okay? But the flesh with the life thereof, which is the blood thereof, shall you not eat, okay? He's talking about don't eat the certain blood, but stop right here at three. Every every moving thing that liveth shall be meat for you, even as the green herb have I given you all things. In other words, just like I gave you the veggies, now every living moving thing, every creature, Every animal shall be meat, shall be food. Translation of that in the King James, meat is always food. So when you read the King, your translation, if you don't have the King James, you're going to say food, maybe. I believe it is, but meat means food. It doesn't mean particular, certain meat, but just food in general. Every moving animal, you shall be able to eat. Now, this is what it does not say. Every animal and everything that's moving, you shall be able to eat because it's going to be better. It's going to be better nutrition for you and you will have better health when you eat it. Now, we cannot add that to that in that. What we can say is what the Bible said, every animal, every moving thing. Okay, let's read that again. Every moving thing that liveth shall be meat for you, even as the green herb have I given you all things. See, now, not only is he talking about in Noah's time after the curse, this is post-curse, after the curse, he's talking about future generations of humans as well. See, but like the young lady was saying, uh, would all things happen, you know, you have created vegetables. You have vegetables that wasn't back then. It wasn't God's creation of vegetables. It's man procreating in different things. So you have different type of vegetables which they sprayed. They put stuff in it. They've done all kind of stuff. You know, for years and years and thousands of years as things just got more corrupt, you know, the plants got more corrupt. They have plants with secret defensive toxins and everything that we're not supposed to be eating. But that's another teaching. So but since then, men's main meal has been meat over vegetables. Since then, I'm not saying you never had no people that eat no vegetables. No, my, my point is the number one dish, even today, is still meat for most people. The number one dish is still meat, whether it's for nutritional reasons or what. 
or whatever is still dish. Many people just like meat. It's something about meat that men and women choose over vegetables, over uh, compared to just eating vegetables. That's just that's just fact right there. See. You have, I believe, I don't have no data on this, but I believe you have more meat eaters, even with these uh, standards of eating in America. You have more meat, fish, poultry, and different type of eaters like that than you have just vegetables eaters. See, it's just a combination of things that they do now. They eat meat, but they have a combination of vegetables and grains and starches and stuff like that. But meat is there. See, meat is there more than just eating vegetables. She talked about uh, how she felt when she ate vegetables. She didn't like it. It bothered her. Now, I don't want you to think bad about vegetables. I don't want you to think that. But it's just affect people in different ways. I never had a problem with vegetables. But my thing was vegetables just never was my favorite dish. I was told it was. But it was never was my favorite dish. I liked the meat and poultry and stuff like that. I never ate a lot of fish either. But I would still choose fish over veggies. And back then when I didn't know it, but I thought that was a bad thing. You know, because, man, I got to have some vegetable. We was uh, programmed to just believe that we had to have vegetables on our plate, and uh, which we really didn't. You know, it's really a choice. Because you will never get all the nutritional values just for vegetables, just like you will never get all the nutritional values of just eating meat. But the difference is you will have a better nutritional value of eating meat protein than you would just eating vegetables. Science has proven that. So you understand what I'm saying? You will often, and you know, some people are very successful being a vegetarian, but are they really fully nutritionally healthy, even though they might look it. You understand what I'm saying? They are missing the main important nutritious nutrition by not eating meat and protein because all of us need protein. See? All of us need protein. We can survive by eating, listen carefully, we can survive just eating protein without eating vegetables. Survive as in health-wise I'm talking about more than we can do with just eating vegetables because we're going to be meat we're going to be missing certain things without eating the protein more than we does we will you know just eating vegetables so so it, it, it might be something to that you know when God said every moving thing that Noah and us in the future we're allowed to eat because it's like that tree all of us is from Adam. So it goes for from after that and everything like that. So I wanted to get that perspective out of there. Well, she is very uh, careful of saying, which I like that because I'm the same way, very careful of saying God made us to eat meat now from now on because meat is better for us to eat. See, we don't have no proof. I don't have no proof of saying that, but all I can say is this. I'm not saying he didn't. All I can say is this. Since the curse, more people are attracted to meat. See, more people are attracted to meat than they are vegetables. See, the hunters, they hunt for venison, they hurt for deer, they don't hunt for vegetables. See, meat is more fulfilling than just eating vegetables. It's, it's just, it, it, it would always be more fulfilling. 
mentally you can say it's not, you know, if you was grew up on only vegetables, you don't have no, you know, no, no, uh, what, what, what I might say that you cannot test it if that's all you've been eating is vegetables. The same if he was just only eating meat. You cannot say vegetables is no good if it was only eating meat. Go, go bad the health. Go bad, not so much how you feel because your feelings can deceive you, but go bad your health. Which one is better for your health? You know, if meat was so bad, now I'm not talking about the tainted meat. She made, let me, I'm going to get back to this. I've been watching a lot of documentaries about the dangers, uh, how we've been lied to and by food and drugs. And I already knew that, but it's good to get some knowledge, more knowledge of people who's been, you, all of a sudden on YouTube, it's so not mainstream because they're not going to show this. They're showing different documentaries of how we was lied to about the, our diets and everything, which I already knew that. I knew, uh, you know, that uh, high fat, and I mean, low fat and high carbohydrates wasn't was not the answer because you can look at America and see that it's not the answer. Because <clears throat> one doctor said like this: if you cutting the majority of the protein, which is meat, out of your diet, you have to replace it with something. So what are you going to replace it with? You're going to replace it with more carbohydrates. So that's how carbohydrates became more so popular. See, so popular today. That's why most the diet is low fat, high carbohydrates and stuff like that. Mainly they talk about grains and, and vegetables and stuff like that. But also when it comes to carbohydrates, just vegetables is not going to satisfy an American eater. So they made other alternatives of carbohydrates, which is called junk food. You can have a little bit of this, a little bit of that, a little bit of that. See, all those are carbohydrates. You cannot limit carbohydrates just to vegetables and grains and nuts. Carbohydrates is majority of junk food. It's the, your starches. It's your this. It's your breads. It's your pastas. It's your pizzas. It's the bread from the hot. It's stuff like that. Those are carbohydrates. See, get rid of butter, bring in margarine. And I used to love margarine, you know. Because I thought it was better than butter because we just traditionally told that margarine is taking over butter. Butter is bad. Margarine is good. Different things like that that we was lied about. See, if the diet was so, the human diet that they called it so perfect today, why are so many of us Americans and other countries that adopted American way of eating as fat? Now, that ought to tell you something. We all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday it's time to get your checking account to zero with free checking from PenFed. that's zero atm fees zero balance requirements and zero time spent waiting for your paycheck to direct deposit because you can receive it up to two days early open your account with just 25 dollars and see how big zero can be 
Apply online today at penfed.org slash free checking. Early direct deposit eligibility may vary between pay periods and timing of payers' funding. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. You do a search on different countries, how they ate before they was colonialized by the Western diet, by bringing in McDonald's, by bringing in Kentucky Fried Chicken and a lot of Western type of eating. And I just looked at this documentary and the change in these countries is is mind boggling how people started getting fat when they accepted the Western diet in their countries. Even India. See, their people started getting fat after they introduced the Western diet. No fat, high carb diet. The diet that's still been pushed today. See? And they know people are getting sick. They know people are getting diabetes. They know people are getting fat. And then they know people that don't get fat is in bad health. You don't have to be obesity to have diabetes. Why? That's incredible. So you can't blame, even though obesity is one of the high parts, reasons why you're getting uh, diabetes. You don't hear them talking about little people, small people that look like they're in good shape, have diabetes just as much as obese people. It's the diet. The type one and type two genetic means type one. That means it came through the family genetically, you know, and the type two. So, uh, it's the diet. It's the sugar. It's the it's the high carbohydrates. See. It's a high carbohydrates. You you understand what I'm saying? So we have been now, and I want to look at a Christian perspective just for that reason. You don't have to go so far in evolution and you start exaggerating numbers because you're going to lose a lot of people, especially a believer that gets respect for you. You lose them and you aggravate them when you don't respect them as being a creationist. Why should we keep the asking? Is it okay for me to talk about Jesus? Is it okay for me to talk about creation? Why should we have to ask? They don't have a problem bringing up evolution. It seems like we always got to seem like we have to ask. Could we talk about it? We have to ask. Could we talk about creation? To try to justify a means of something. Our evolutionists don't try. They don't ask. They just believe it by faith and talk about it. Because that's all they do is believe in it by faith. They ain't got no proof. I don't care what they dug up. They just put those numbers on there. They don't have no proof that like it can't. I don't care how many bones or some type of people use bones, use human or whatever. You still cannot say it's from 50,000, 60,000, 70,000 years ago. You have to come up with some type of number. Why? Because you don't believe in the creator. So you don't have no de- uh, definitive number to come up with. You don't have no beginning, so you have to come up with some number. See, at least when you talk about creation, you can kind of backtrack it at least over six or 7,000 years. It has been somewhat proven by science, but when it comes to evolution, by it not being a creator of nothing, you don't have a beginning of a number. So it's easy for you to throw out all kind of numbers. Then you start contradicting yourself. You know, you said something different than what you said last week. Because you're throwing numbers out there. You make up your own data. You create your own data. You can create your own data about anything. And people will believe it. You ain't got to prove it to them by science. They just believe it. 
So that's when you lose me on that. You don't have to do all that to prove why an all-meat diet is working so well. Not for everyone, but it's working so well for a big chunk of people. Why you have some vegetarians and vegans turning in, changing their diet over to keto or carnivore diet? You got people today, they say, I used to be vegetarian, now I'm a high-protein, low-carb person, and I feel better. And it's not all about losing weight. I feel better. I look better. My skin changed. Man, there's so many it's so many uh, testimonies about how this diet, uh, high-protein, low-carb diet, period. Let's talk about the keto, you know, and the carnivore changed and are changing a lot of people's lives health-wise, as well as losing weight. See, health-wise, including myself, health-wise, as well as losing weight. See, that's the beautiful thing about this diet. Now, before I go, I'm going to keep putting emphasis on this because a a lot of keto, uh, ketovores or whatever they want to call them names, carnival, I just say meat eater. And they probably have a reason why they do this. It would not make the diet less popular or less doable by telling them about the cons. We must address the cons of a a ketovore, keto diet, or a carnivore diet. If you don't, I will. There is, or there may, it's a chance you will have some of these cons. The keto flu and the weirdness you feel sometime in your body that many people stop doing. The stricter, the uh, low-carb, high-protein diet, the more of a chance you're going to have these symptoms if you don't prepare yourself first. So I'm going to tell you how to repair yourself, something that I, I did not do. Prepare yourself. If you're going on just a high-protein, low-carb diet, you're not really thinking about the ketosis. You want to just, you know, lose some weight or whatever like that, you know, 30 to thirty to 40 or whatever grams of carbohydrates, you know, maybe some veggies and maybe a little fruits or whatever like that or whatever, you know. You don't have to worry about the uh, uh, the so-called keto flu too much unless you just have really been a bad junk eater and you drunk alcohol and smoke or whatever like that. But far as that, you don't have to, from what, they, some of these doctors say you don't have to worry too much about the keto flu or anything like that. Now, 20 grams, the keto, the, uh, the ketovore, they call it. There's too many names. Look at Taddy's names. Uh, uh, 20 grams and just say 60, 70% of grams of protein on all of them. It's a chance you might go to this keto flu if you're not prepared. What do I mean Prepared. Because according to the studies, when you start losing a lot of water first, and these diets are just about any diet, but just say the, uh, uh, the keto diet, uh, you use a lot of water. Therefore, you use a lot, you're losing a lot of sodium and salt, and you lose a lot of potassium and magnesium. Magnesium, excuse me. And what is all that? Potassium, mag- potassium is just basically what they call uh, it's a part of electrolytes electrolytes. You're losing a lot of that. So therefore, especially if you're working out too, but just say you're losing a lot of that and you're losing, you know, your body start eating the fat. If you're not careful, you're going to be low, uh, which most of us is low in potassium anyway. 
So just imagine it's dropping again. Then you start losing electrolytes. The little electrolytes that we have, we lose that. So we come up with the That's when we start feeling the side effects of the keto flu, maybe nausea, and maybe cramps, and maybe twitching. Like I, I do sometimes twitches in, in my face, and that it's not fun. I'm just be honest with you. It's not fun. So I'd rather be honest with you. There may be or could be or will be for most of you some side effects if you don't prepare yourself. So let me tell you how you can prepare yourself. This is not guaranteed that you won't get it, but it's a better chance you won't go through these symptoms so you can keep on doing the diet and you won't think you're having a, 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 some type of attack or something. <laughs> it's just called withdrawal because you're losing potassium. The stricter the high-protein, low-carb diet, the more of potassium and magnesium you're going to have to replace it with by uh, either vegetables or supplements. See, have those already ready on either one of them, whether it's the keto or the carnivore you want to try. Have those supplements already ready because you're going to lose it even if you don't exercise because you're going to lose weight. You don't need to exercise to lose weight on this type of diet. You really don't. You can, but the more you work out, you're going to do the more potassium and uh, magnesium and electrolytes you're going to lose. No doubt. So you need to replace it, you know, whatever like that, you know, you know, with something with electrolytes in it or electrolyte powder, you know, element like I use or different things like that or some type of magnesium to replace it unless you're going to replace it with certain vegetables and you need to eat a lot of it. You need to eat a lot of it. You can buy potassium, but I see, I believe most uh, stores only sell 99 grams of potassium. You need, we need much more than that, close to over 4,000 of potassium. So that needs to be replaced. I didn't know that and I know that now by being on this diet, why I feel weird sometimes because I'm losing all this stuff. See, I have to replace it. So these things I want you to know about if you're thinking about doing a keto diet. Oh, you heard the you heard the uh, horror stories of people being on keto diet and most of them exaggerate because they don't understand it. And when they went through it, they was never pre-warned. Because I see so many YouTubers talking about the good things and a pros and they are good of keto or carnivore diets and very seldom they talk about the cons. I believe they're afraid they don't want nobody to run away from. They don't want to they YouTube to fall down. I don't never. I don't know. But let the per- people have their choice themselves if they want to do this. See, let them have the choice themselves because I'm going to tell you, everybody don't go through the keto flu. So don't get, don't think I'm saying that everybody do, does not go through this keto flu, you know, uh, for one reason or the other. I don't know. I, I don't know. Everybody don't go through it, but you have a big bundle of people and you could, I can read a lot of reviews of people talk about how they feel groggy, how they feel so bad, how they feel no energy. And then you have the ones say, I don't have nothing. I feel great, you know, and everything like that. It just depends on your body. It depends on your body. So you can't you can't you can't judge yourself far as the way you feel compared to a person feeling good or a person feeling bad. See, you stepping into this diet by uh, faith. It's the same thing. You like you a guinea pig when you step into, uh, especially the carnivore diet. That's 
what I'm doing now, basically just all meat. There's a big chance you're going to go to that keto food if you're not prepared. That's why I'm letting you know what to get before you think about starting it. Make sure you get your potassium and uh, your electrolytes, especially your electrolytes already settled. If you don't do those things and when these symptoms occur or may occur, a lot of you will give up. You're not going to be able to handle it. You're going to think the diet is bad. You're going to blame the diet. You're going to talk about, I, told, I knew these vegetarians or these vegan people was right. You're going to give up because you don't understand. It's the body withdrawal of not, you know, your body changes. You feel different even when you stop giving up sugar. Some people feel great from the beginning and some people get through the flu and then they feel great later. Either way it goes, you're going to get better. Some people bodies. Uh, get through it faster than others. My point is, don't look at everybody else. Look what's sensitive to your body when you're going on any diet. But I'm not talking about any diet. I'm just talking about the high protein, uh, the low carb diet. See, there is, now, listen to what I'm saying. There's going to be a chance that you're going to have some side effects. We all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday there's only one road into key west but you won't believe where it can take you travel back in time to a city rich with history discover amazing artists and musicians taste seafood fresh off the boat or just kick back and soak up the island vibe for more about key west visit flakeys.com key west close to perfect far from normal there's going to be a chance you're going to have some side effects. That's the con of it. I have to tell you this. There's a chance you're going to have some side effects. If you are already hypoglycemia, you have hypoglycemia or hypertension or some type of diabetics and stuff like that, get some training. Let them know where to start at. I'm not a doctor. I can't tell you that. Uh, I could send you YouTubes and I could send you different doctors. Any, any, I don't care what comorbidity you have, you can do this diet, but you guys just got to start different. You can't just jump right in a carnivore. Even though some people have, they have diabetes and their diabetes is reversed, reversed, but that don't mean it's going to be for you the same. You might feel worse of symptoms. See, it's, this is nothing to play with. See, still use your wisdom. Don't let these well-built, muscle-bound men and very nice figure women tell you all you have to do is this. Oh, don't worry about that. Don't worry about this. All your hyper. No, don't listen to them. You know, no, no. Don't do that. Get some good uh, uh, metabolic type of uh, doctor that can tell you how to get to the keto. 
how to what you should start YouTube and say what's best for me what's the best way I should start I'm a diabetic what's the best way for me to start I got hypertension high blood pressure blood pressure uh, hypoglycemia what's the best way for me to start the keto or if I want to go on the keto what's the best way to start you can get that quick you're not going to get it from your doctor believe me you not don't don't even go there most of you're not going unless they enter metabolic uh health you're not going to get that you know uh so get it off youtube there's many doctors out there for free that you can get free in fact these are real doctors too they more experienced even in your doctor sometimes because your doctor's only trained and our doctor's only trained in one way no fat High carb. <laughs> that's them. And medicines and pills. That's it. And exercise. That's what they all they have to say. But uh, YouTube have many doctors out there. But be careful because you can get very, it's very saturated. Because this diet is very hot and it's like a fad. It's very saturated. It's saturated just like when you want to try to know the Bible. It's saturated because people have different beliefs. It's saturated in this. Uh, low carb keto because everything doesn't always work the same with everybody else so you're going to get different opinions from different doctors and then you got to wonder who is right my advice is stay with only one or two or few doctors don't listen to everybody because you'll get disappointed and confused stay with a few doctors only a few doctors and Dr. Westman is one of them uh, he's the uh one of the founders of the new Atkins diet. I listen to him more because he's more humble. He's no fair, he's, you know, stuff like that. You might, and then some of these doctors to me are very extreme. They are very keto and very carnivore. And they would make you think that every little thing, sweeteners and every little thing you do, you can't do it. You can't do it. Stay away from them. That's for somebody else. Stay away from them. Everybody, every doctor don't know everything. Always remember that every doctor do not know everything scientifically. It's those things work for them and some of their patients. They don't talk about the ones that didn't work for. You notice that they don't talk about the ones that didn't work for. No, that 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 YouTube channel go down. It will subside if they start bringing out the things what worked for them didn't work for them. So every doctor that's on there all their patients that wasn't successful on this diet they gave up not because the diet is bad it's because they had other issues and they didn't let their doctor know or whatever like that or it just does not did not work for them like it worked for that other person they seen on youtube i'm i, I like to be straight up real just remember that it's going to be your body and your choice don't look at nobody else i know it feels good is everything like that you get all caught up in and everything but remember don't get disappointed if you don't somebody lost 10 pounds in one week and you want to lose one and a half pounds or none don't get disappointed. Don't give up. It's their body. Everybody's body don't work the same. See, your body is not the same as everybody else. It don't mean the diet will work when you stick with it, but it do, don't think you're going to lose and all of a sudden you can start feeling better and your diabetes going to be gone next week. Don't go in like that. Understand it. It's just like a marathon. It's not a sprint. It's a marathon. See? It takes discipline. And Dr. Weston said it takes strictness. You got to be strict because you got to believe this. 
you got to look at this diet. It's now a new lifestyle. You're not trying to just lose 10 or 20 pounds and then go back to eating the same way. It has to be mentally first a lifestyle change. Just like when you get saved and reading the Bible, you have a have you got to say mentally. This is a lifestyle change, not a temporary change so I can just feel good once in a while and then go to the Bible when I feel bad. No. By the word of God is the same way. It must be a lifestyle change, not a temporary band-aid fix. We have too much of that in the medical system now. They just patch you up and give you some pills and call it the day. See? I'll see you next Friday. We got a lot of doctors that's named Dr. Friday. I'll see you next Friday type of doctors that give you a pill, say I'll see you. You know, and a lot of people don't make it to see the other Friday. My point is, what I'm telling you, you're not going to get it, majority of you, from your doctor, unless they enter meta, uh, metabolic type of healing. See, low carb, high protein is a healing diet. So it's therefore, it's really not really a diet. It's, the, it's a diet, it's, it's a program that can heal your body as well as well as losing weight. Scientifically, that has already has been proven. It's more than just losing weight. It's healing other comorbidities. It's capable of healing your body. It's not guaranteed, but it is capable of doing that. And you have to, and myself, we have to be patient. See, that's why I kind of compare it with the church was spiritual obesity, which I can't wait, Lord's willing to get into spiritual obesity because they're going to be just the same. It's the same type of thing. And it's going to be the same with traditions and everything like that. It's not a cakewalk, but it's very doable. Men and women have succeeded on this diet. I haven't heard of too many people that's not doing well. And that's just honest truth. But most of them succeed. I heard people have quit it and say why they don't do it no more. See, you know, especially when it comes to the carnivore, because you got to remember when you're doing a carnivore diet or the lion diet, you only consuming meat, no other carbs, not even veggies or fruits. And some sometimes limited on what you drink. So I can see why a lot of people give up on that. They lost a lot of weight and a lot of things have changed. Now they said, I don't have, they ain't giving up on the diet. Or they're not giving up on the high protein and the low carb diet. They're giving up on the all meat diet. So they're adding things now, maybe berries or once in a while, jello or some green vegetables and stuff like that. That's what they're talking about. They're not giving up on a high protein. That 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 worked at wonders in their life. They just giving up on just eating meat. The same thing that I'm going to do, but I let my body tells me when. See, because I'm still in my forty second, forty third day uh, doing this all meat diet. See, I'm still you know green in it. Files that as in time wise. So that's why I like to keep giving results of what's going on with me on it because I'm, I'm my own guinea pig. So I, I lost weight, no doubt about that. But I'm just looking. I'm still fighting through the keto thing. I'm still fighting through the nudges that's going through my body. So I ain't got nothing to lie to you about, about the certain things, the certain twitches and stuff like that, you know. I have to build up a lot of electrolytes in me before I get that energy, full energy. Sometimes I get energy and sometimes I'm, I don't. It's just depends on the person's body. Some pop, some people say they feel great all the time. Now, some of them lie. You know, some, some people exaggerate. They just ignore 
the bad parts. They don't want to talk about that on YouTube. <laughs> I, I, I might be wrong, but I believe they just don't want to say they felt bad. You know, you got something. Now, since I've been there, I feel 100% bad. I'm not saying they're lying, but you do have people on there. They're not going to talk about the, the downside too much because they they on a YouTube channel and the YouTube channel is bringing in thousands of algorithms are going there. They probably got uh, some type of donations or subscriptions coming in and stuff like that. They, they want to keep it very positive, just like a lot of YouTube ministers do, you know, far as that. Don't get caught up in that. Be honest with your followers. They depend on you. Be honest with your followers. Whether it's a diet or whether you talk about the Bible, Word of God, or any type of endeavor, be honest with them because everything is not 100%. People will follow you more, believe it or not, when you're honest with them up front. When you're honest with them up front. So that's why I'm telling you about the cons of being on this diet. It's not easy for most people. For some, but it's not easy for most people. See? It's times you might have a stall. What do you mean you have a stall? That you might lose 15 pounds and all of a sudden you might gain three. And uh, and in my stall, you might not lose for about a few days. You know, I don't know what it happens, but you got some doctors that break that down. You have to understand your body is going through a war. It's, go, it's going through a war. You have to be strict and you have to discipline your body because you're learning how to eat again. You wasn't born just eating protein, high protein and low carbs. The majority of us in the United States was not born eating high protein, low carbs. We, we was mostly eating high carbs, low protein. So it's a reverse. We body is have to reverse itself. So we got to understand that. You know, we have to educate ourselves. Get all the education that you can about uh, uh, high protein, low carb diets, you know, carnivore diets, lion diet. Get as much education. If you're not thinking about all me, just deal with the keto or Atkins, which is basically close to the same. Educate yourself and just listen to a few doctors. Don't listen to everybody. That can be very confusing and disappointing sometimes. Because some of them have you feel like you can't do nothing. You can't eat nothing. You can't use sweeteners. You can't do this. You don't need to exercise. You're not a real this. Man, don't listen to all these quacks, I call some of them. You know, I'm not naming nobody, but, you know, you got to learn to say what's best for you, especially if you have comorbidities already like diabetes and hypertension, the ones I have named earlier. Be walking here with caution. The diet is very good. It's not dangerous, but you already have comorbidities. You don't want to run right into it. Some things, you, some meats you just cannot eat, like fishes, and you just got to be very wise. See, and get some information and say, okay, what about a person that's allergic to fish or whatever, like or allergic to pork or have certain things? These doctors can tell you what to do. They can. You just have to search for it before you start the high-protein, low-carb diet. But it does work. See? Vegetarian diets work for some people. Vegan diets work for some people. See, it's gotta, you got you to gotta do what works for you. So you got to do what works for your body. Because one shoe does not fit all on no diet. One shoe does not fit all 
or no diet. But I can just tell you this. I know the high-protein, low-carb diet works for me more than any other diet. It might not be you. See, it works for me. It's simple to me. I'm talking about doing it. We all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday we made usaa insurance to help you save take advantage of discounts when you cover your home and your ride discover how we're helping members save at usaa.com slash bundle restrictions apply it's simple to me and i already accepted there's going to be some cons because i already knew that when i went on x before you know see but that's just me it works for me but whatever diet, if you, if it's a diet out there that's you, that what that uh you feel that you rather try over the um, keto diet or the you know carnivore whatever, go for it, go for it. See whatever melts your butter, as we used to say, whatever melts your butter, go for it. Okay, all right. Another uh thing I want to leave you with when you getting. Some training on either keto or carnivore. Stay, and if you are a believer, now talk to a Christian. Stay away from that evolution way of breaking down things because you're going to have a lot of these doctors talk about uh, 50,000 to a million years ago when man started eating this or whatever like that. Stay away from that. Just listen to how ketosis and triglycerides and stuff work. Don't worry about why. It worked according to a uh, fifty thousand a million years ago. Okay, don't uh, try to stay away from that. Stay to the science that you know about why it is working. I'm not caring about all the other stuff. You know that's why I, I don't put the Bible in a perspective. To say what God said, we was made to only eat meat and stuff like that. You know I don't see that nowhere. But my point is, I all I can say is what the Bible does show. That every since after the curse, more people, more men and women or whatever ate more meat. You had few people eating vegetables. You can go to Daniel all you want to, but that's only a few. But the majority of people in the Bible after the curse ate meat. See, you had more people after the curse than before the curse. Remember, you only had Adam and Eve. You understand what I'm saying? You only had Adam and Eve and a and animals that was there, not these pre-created animals we have today, that was in the time before the meat eaten was allowed. Not meaning that they couldn't eat meat. Then that meat was used to be bad. No. Like the young lady was saying, that ain't the reason God said you couldn't eat meat. It was just there was no need for that before the curse. But man, after the curse, man was um, out of fellowship with God, and their survival was with each other almost then. So my point is, even bef- before, look at it this way, as a believer, before creation, remember, you only, I mean, in, in creation, you only had Adam and Eve. See, you can't compare that with after the curse, because more people was uh, created, more people, people came. 
it was always more meat eaters after creation than it was vegetarians. So you can, you can you can't sell it to me because you don't have Adam and Eve. You said, well, we only ate, it was only Adam and Eve. God was talking to Adam and Eve, not you. See, who would Adam? Adam Adam named all the animals. See, veggies vegetables was perfect then. There was no tainted vegetables. They didn't have all these weird-looking vegetables like they did then. They was God's plants and fruit trees, perfect. You can't compare that with after the curse. You can't compare that. See, you cannot. And that's what the young lady was trying to explain as well. You can't compare that. Say, we used to eat vegetables before then. It was only Adam and Eve besides the animals. See, but afterwards, thousands of years later, majority of the people ate meat. I didn't say all of them only ate meat, but the majority of the people ate meat. God allowed them to eat any moving thing now. And majority of people, appetite was for meat. They didn't hunt for vegetables or whatever like that. They mostly, they ate fruits. Yeah, they ate fruits and stuff like that. But the main meal was meat. That's what I go by. So it's something about eating meat. And what happens in my body and others' bodies, we is we are on testimony of what this diet does. Your weight fall off like butter, just eating protein and meat. My appetite, man, I can go a whole day almost without even eating, don't even think about it. I ate twice today, not because I was hungry. I just put something in me because I just figured you need to eat something, you know. So what did I eat today? I ate four chicken thighs, grilled chicken thighs. And I started that because I've done a 16-hour fast like I do just about every day. 20 hours the other day, I ate four intermediate fasts, that is, with liquids. I ate four uh, chicken thighs. And I wasn't that hungry then. I, I didn't enjoy it much because I wasn't that hungry. And then as my dinner before I came home, I ate a one-third uh, cheeseburger with some salt on it. And I ate some my soft scrub because I don't like hard scrambled eggs. Soft scrambled eggs with half a butter season. And that's what I ate. And it filled me. And I'm not even hungry now like I used to be when I was eating a lot of carbs. I eat potato chips and all. And I used to eat off impulse when I get bored. I eat, I eat. I just don't. Food is not the first thing on my mind. Now, usually I just talk about, okay, what I'm going to eat. But food is really not on my mind now. See, since I've been on this meat eating diet, this just, this the meat eat. This one of the strict diets that I'm doing. I'm doing no carbs. This the first time, like I said the other day, first time I have been eating without carbs in my life over my 50 some years of living in my life. This would be the first time I'm eating without carbs. Even when I was baby drinking milk, that was carbs. <laughs> then you ate your baby food, that was carbs. You see what I'm saying? So ever since I was able to eat, I've been eating carbohydrates more than protein. You understand? And you have to. So this is the first time in my life I'm just eating protein and not carbohydrates. And what is the results? The weight, all my health is not getting good as like I want to, but my weight is like coming off, man. 
especially the inches around my my face and my neck is coming off, man. It's it's coming off, man. The only thing I don't like some uh, don't like is the uh, the, uh, the the flu the uh, the withdrawal. Nobody likes a withdrawal. But man, we need to stop being wimps. We need to get through that. I don't care if you're a drug addict, you smoke cigarettes, you stop eating. Even when you stop eating sugar, your body has a withdrawal. You might think you're sick and you need sugar. Now that means your body is getting used to eating its own fat when you're going into ketosis. See? But you will not know that by listening to me. You have to try it yourself if you're interested. If you're interested, I think it's worth it. But just go and go in it and just educate yourself and see how you need to be started doing, especially if you have already comorbidities like diabetes and people's type two diabetes has been reversed left and right. Even some people with cancer has been reversed. See, but I'm not saying it's going to happen to you, but a lot of people have. Oh, panic attacks, well, mainly anxiety attacks, hypertension, a lot of stuff is being reversed. People with bad acne, and you got a lot of testimonies of what this diet has done for people. The keto, the carnivore diet line, or whatever, etc. Something is right, but we have been lied to. We, we've been lied to low fat, high carb, while it's supposed to be in. The real way is high protein, low carb. See, if I go on a low fat, high high carb diet, I will get fat. I will pick up the weight again. I will pick up the weight again. See, because it gives you a hunger. You, you, you usually stay hunger on a low fat, high carb. You stay hungry. You get in those snack moves, even if it's just fruit or whatever like that. You want to eat. You want to eat. But the high-protein, low-carb diet, I don't need science to show me that it do that. I, I know it myself. I don't have no urges for snacks. And if I do, I eat something like a meat or something. But usually I don't have no urge for food. And it's almost amazing, man. I mean, I don't. food is not the thing on my mind now. Sometimes I might get, but man, I'm, I ain't even thinking about food. See? I can walk the aisle and I can see cakes and cookies and walk right past it. It still look good, but it doesn't grab me. It doesn't pull me like a magnet no more. Because I refuse to go back eating that way because my health is on the line. I have diabetics running in my family. I see dementia in my family now. And uh, this diet is known to just clear up a lot of dementia as well, man. I'm not lying. So I don't have to follow the trait of my family. I don't have to just believe that, you know, all this run of my family, my family had diabetes, my family has been overweight and obese or fat, my family has had dementia, so it's a chance I'm going to have it. I don't have to hold on to that. I don't have to claim that. Stop thinking you have to claim that you don't. Take care of your bodies today. See, take care of our, we are responsible for our temple man and woman of God. We are responsible. Least try. Least try. And it's sad when I, it's sad. And this is not a put down when I, when I walk 
and I look around. Now I got a habit of seeing so many obese people. At first, I didn't pay too much attention, even though I knew it were. But when you start doing something good, you see the, uh, the, the obesity of others. And what you want to do, you want to help them. You have the heart to want to help them. But it's sadly that most people won't listen. And a lot of them will say this, oh, I tried everything. They will say that. Yeah, I tried everything. Don't nothing work for me. I tried everything. And then some people give up and they say, I'm going to do one of these gastro bypasses and they spend ten and twenty thousand dollars of surgery. What they when they don't have to do that, nothing like that. They just need to change their diet. See. Some people do. Don't get me wrong, but I'm just saying most people don't. Don't have to go through that. I can understand people six or seven hundred pounds. But you have people that lost over 300-something pounds or more just doing a low-carb, high-protein diet. It's already been proven. Many out there have. Some kept it off. Some gained it back because they got off. See, what has to change? Remember this. When you go back, you haven't built your mind up enough to change. See, your mental Capacity has to change along with your weight loss, your mental capacity. Sugar is an addiction. It's not because the diet is not working. It's because you are addicted to carbs. And it might not be just sugar, but you are addicted to carbs. And that's why many people go back because they never mentally built themselves up mentally to mentally to accept that bad carbs and other high carbs can kill you or destroy you or slow you down. Mentally, they still think they cannot survive without a carb. So what does that sound like? It sounds like a drug addiction, which it is. It's an addiction. Once you mentally understand that you are addicted to carbohydrates and sugar, then you can get through this diet. I'm going to leave you with that. This is Joseph Brownlee. Now, what I want to talk about coming up soon, Lord's willing, is something that's more important than the physical diet. And this is a good diet, no doubt, is your spiritual diet, spiritual obesity and the church. And I'm going to tell you another thing. And I talked about the cons of that. It's called the spiritual flu. (laughs) Just like the keto flu. It's like a spiritual flu that you go through when you are transitioning dispensationally to what God's word is really saying and learning how to rightly divide, you will have a battle. Your battle and your spiritual flu will come from Satan because he will throw all kind of hooks and sugars and fats at you to keep you in doubt, to keep you in weak, to keep you in defensive, to keep you all this stuff. So it's like a spiritual flu when I start getting into the obesity in the church. And many believers today, when they learn, finally learn, uh, understand that they have been lied to most, a lot of times not on purpose, but they learn how to rightly divide God's word, you're going to have a battle. Because you got to make decisions about your church and what you've been taught was wrong. Majority of it was wrong. 
you're learning the difference between the kingdom of heaven program, uh, the uh, the twelve apostles, uh, compared to, to the gospel of the grace of God under the apostle Paul. When you find out where you belong, you're going to go through that spiritual flu, and you may give up. Like some of the dieters gave up, many believers going to. Give. I'm not saying they're not going to heaven. But you give up because the you're going to feel alone, just like a keto diet. You're going to feel alone, but it's going to be spiritual. Anytime there's truth, you feel alone because the majority, many people follow the majority of any belief. And most people believe if it's a majority, it must be true. But the majority of the time, that means it's wrong. Okay. Okay, your spiritual diet is the most important thing in our lives as a believer, our spiritual diet. Bible doesn't talk about spiritual diet, so don't think that. I'm just using this as a, a metaphor or allegory. Your spiritual diet is very important. What you understand about God's word rightly divided is very important. You don't want to continue to be caught up in traditional Bible teaching belief. Let me say that again. Or you you don't want to or you need to stop hanging on to Bible traditional kingdom of heaven belief. You need to stop hanging on that because that's not for you today. It's not for you and I today. That's why those things are not working in our lives. You're not raising no dead. You're not sending miracles like you might psych yourself to think you're doing that or you're, you always often have somebody else's testimony of what happened to somebody else, but you know it's not happening in your life and you know who I'm talking to. You know it's not happening in your life. You have lost members, family members. Some people have lost this. Some relationships have broken up. You know, you still have problems and even sometimes more problems than the unsaved person and you mad because you, you thought that God was going to come and just bring it like Superman and just save you from everything because you was taught that. You was caught up in Israel's mail. Even Israel didn't get saved from everything but you got to understand if you want those blessings from God you have to take the curses too just like Israel did. Do you want that? If you want Israel's program, if you want Israel's signs and wonders, you have to take Israel's curses too. Are you willing to take that chance? And Israel had more curses than blessings. Israel had more curses than blessings. They, that's why the seven-year tribulation is basically for Israel. It's their last chastisement. See, their last chastisement. Oh, so you want to miss the rapture and go to that in that last chastisement and the seven-year tribulation? That was for Israel and whatever Gentiles is left, unbelievers. But that's the final uh, chastisement and the tribulation and the, uh, that Israel had to go through. I think they had five cycles of chastisement they had to go through. This is the last chastisement, the seven-year tribulation. Did you know that? Well, you know it now. Are you? Do you want to go through that? I'm not saying you will, but you you rather 
take Israel's program over God's grace today under the Apostle Paul? See, if that's the case, you already broke the law. See, do you still, have you sacrificed any animals in your life? Have you ever sacrificed one animal towards God in your life and brought her to uh, the priest? What priest you take it to? Your pastor? Your pastor ain't no priest. Your church is not the temple. That's just a building. I'm, I'd rather tell you the truth than tell you, than, than tell you what the majority tells you, that it's not true. You break one law, you break them all, according to the book of Galatians. If you break one law, if you was under Israel's program, you broke you break the whole 613 laws that they had to obey. So you got a lot of sacrificing and catching up to do. See, you need to know these things. Stop putting yourself under the kingdom of heaven program, okay? Jesus is trying to tell you you need to get off this ship and get on a ship for you today. Stop trying to ride Israel's coattails. See, you can't do it. They cannot do it. What makes you think you can? They cannot follow the law. What makes you think you can? They can't follow the Ten Commandments. What makes you think they you can? I don't care what denomination you come to. You cannot do it. That's why Jesus done it for you. You can't do it. I can't do it. If you can do it yourself, why did Jesus die then? He died for nothing. If you can do it yourself, you can get to heaven yourself. You didn't need Jesus to die. If you can forgive your own sins and stop your own sins, you didn't need Jesus to die for all your sins. See how uh, silly that sounds? You, you religious, you're trying to get to heaven yourself about what you do and how good you are. Jesus took care of all that mess past, present, and future on the other side of the cross. You understand what I'm saying? Do you understand what I'm saying, man and woman of God? I'm talking to the believers now. When I start getting into the obesity in the church, is going to hit hard because there's a lot of spiritual obesity in the church, a lot of overweight spiritual people in the church. And I ain't talking about physical overweight. I'm talking about spiritually with a lot of dogma and traditional beliefs that's still slowing you down of getting stronger to God. And you are actually somewhat useless to God. Reprobate. Yes. To God, reprobate. He cannot use you because you're too, you too stuck in your traditions. Why would he use you to go out there and witness for him when you're witnessing a false gospel, when you're witnessing the kingdom gospel, which is not for today? Why would he use you? What You ever think about that? Why would God use you to minister a false teaching today, a false gospel? Why? If the kingdom gospel, and it's not for today, why do you think God will use you to minister the kingdom gospel for salvation today and that's not for today? 
You walking around saying the Holy Spirit told No, the Holy Spirit ain't tell you nothing. That's a spirit that's oppressing you, but it's not the Holy Spirit. You will be left reprobate. You will be useless to God, which that's what reprobate mean when you look at the definitions in the Bible. Reprobate can be a believer or unbeliever. The only difference is a believer still goes to heaven, but God can't use you down here on earth. That's all that means. You're just useless. you saved. You're going to heaven, but he can't use you because you got too much weight on you. You got too much junk in you that he cannot use you. You're stuck in the traditional belief, so he can't use you. You will be responsible for leading a lot of people to hell because your traditional obesity, your spiritual obesity, believer, Yes, your flesh out there doing it. That ain't God. God do not use nobody to preach no false doctrine. I don't care how good and eloquent you or they sound. If you stuck in the gospel of the kingdom of heaven, of repentance, being water baptized, you know, uh, confessing your sins, that type of belief, that's false doctrine. It's not for today. It was back then for Israel, but it's not for today. If you stuck in believing salvation is because you believe, believe who Jesus was, that's false gospel. Yes, it's very important to believe who Jesus was, but that don't get you saved today. Acts 2 and 38 does not save today. It's saved back then in the past for Israel, but it does not save today. It's a different administration. That's what I was talking about earlier. God is working different. He's been working different ever since a couple of thousand years ago. Now you know that it's up to you what you're going to do with it. See, you can't ignore it no more because I already told you. Now it's up to you whether you believe it or not. That's on you. I'm hoping that you do believe. 1 Corinthians 15, 1-4. Read it yourself. Read it yourself. God bless you. I love you. Body of Christ, real talk. I hope you got something off, off this series of uh, what is the real diet and what diet we should be on. You know, research these things. Look up the keto diet. Stop looking at all the negative. Everything it ain't about vegan. Everything ain't about Weight Watchers and low fat. Believe me, you ought to know that it's not working majority of the time. It's not working. Give it a chance. Check it out. But that's on you. God bless you all. Love you all. Peace out. Laugh out, baby. We all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday.